Hey, Michigan, let's talk golf. Here's Mike Sullivan, the most inconsistent golfer ever. In your life have you seen anything like that? And Kyle Bogey, wait, how can a guy with that name host a golf show? We'll never know. Better than most. It's the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Powered by our presenting partner, Hall Financial. Well, here we are, another edition of the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast, powered by our friends over at Hall Financial, Kyle Bogey, Mike Sullivan. Uh, We're actually on site uh, this week. We are at X-Golf Novi. Uh, One of our friends and partners, obviously, uh, they are actually wrapping up uh, one of their mixed leagues uh, this evening. So we recorded this on Tuesday night. So uh, by the time this drops, we'll, uh, you know, somebody will be crowned the champion of this uh, most recent mixed league out here at X-Golf Novi. And uh, it's funny, too, the the owners of X-Golf Novi, Mike and uh, Chris Barlow. Great guys. Great guys. They are, they're competing in the finals, actually, this evening as well. So it, it should be, you know, a, a really uh, fun, fun night. Is that, I was joke with Mike earlier. I said, is that allowed? Or, you know, is there, <laughs> is there proof you didn't, you know, go in the system before each round? And, no, I'm joking. Of course, it's legit. Um, and I'll tell you what, you know, uh, we were talking to Mike earlier about playing in the championship. Talk about a guy that can bomb the ball. Oh, yeah. I mean, he. I, there's a reason why he's in the championship. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, we've played with him before, and, and it's always fun just to, to get out and play some simulator golf. And I think that... X-Golf Novi does such a great job with, uh, you know, really just creating an environment that is not only professional, you know, people coming here to practice and, and get instruction, but it's also... Go ahead and say it. It's yeah. also very, very fun. Yeah. You know, I mean... Why is it fun, We're Mike? sitting here having a drink right now, having some <laughs> copper craft, you know, recording the episode, and, and uh, you come in here and it's just it's just fun. And, and I think that they do a really good job with everything, and... And, uh, you know, kind of what we're getting into this episode is just the simulator industry as a whole as well. Yeah. It's it's remarkable, uh, and not that you and I are old guys by any means, but to, to see it change over the years where golf is such a, a year-round sport, there's so much indoor action now with, with simulators all over the place, both commercially, both at courses, both residentially now. Um, it's fascinating to see. Yeah, we're going to get to a conversation with X-Golf Novi's head pro, Marlon GC, a little bit later on here on the podcast. But you're right. We're also going to see who can finish our drink first by the end of the episode. Uh, can we have two by the end of the episode, yeah. do you think? I, I think that would be a fun don't, little don't, race. Yeah, don't challenge me. <laughs> a quote from Mike Sullivan, I'll outdrink anyone. Um, it, that was literally yeah. said, like, what, 15 minutes ago? Yep. But in all seriousness, my favorite part about simulator golf and the fact that people are literally playing year-round now is i feel like such i find it so funny i'll just say when i walk out of my house and there's like six inches of snow on the ground and i have my winter glove, gloves on my winter hat and i'm carrying my golf clubs to my car Remarkable. and throwing them in the back and it's just like for people who are driving by you know down the street or whatever you look like such an idiot because it's the middle of winter and you have your golf clubs and you're putting them in the car. Like, where are you going? But it, it, it's a common thing now. It really isn't, you know, this oddity or this new thing, I suppose. Simulator golf is here. It's here to stay. People are constantly finding ways to make sure that, you know, they're either A, socially just having some fun and getting some swings in and screwing around, or B, just making sure that they, the swing is tight so that by the time golf season, you know, outdoor golf season truly begins, you're not stressing to get your swing back and find, uh, you know, that groove and that rhythm all over again. I love the fact that for the most part, the entire year, I, I 
I, I can keep my same swing path. I don't have that's to worry great. about losing it. No, and that's exactly right. And, and I think that um, I wanted to read a, a study here that I had found. Whoa, whoa, and whoa, whoa. This is, this is not some big production, okay? You're doing research? <laughs> of course. What, is, I, what, what, do we have a research team now? I, am, I come prepared for whatever I do. <laughs> so the National Golf Foundation study found that, if you believe this, 39% of simulator golf participants indicated that they play more traditional golf as a result of simulator usage. So, I mean, that's, that's literally showing a study by NGF where simulator golf is not only great for just staying fresh year-round and, and creating another avenue to golf and have fun and all that, it's also leading to people getting into the game. It's leading to people playing outdoors more as well. So it's fascinating to see that, that you know, simulator golf even leads to more people deciding to pick up the game. That's great. No, there's no doubt. And obviously this past year, again, we, we've said this stat how many times, you know, 7 million people either picked up the game of golf uh, for the first time in a long time or simply just started playing golf outright. And so I, I fully expect it to be an even bigger boom in 2021. I, I'm hoping this next decade, the next two decades, it, it just continues to take off. And, you know, the, the thing that, that we talk about and you know of course as we're again you know sitting here uh you know having a drink at, at x golf novi it, it really is becoming more of a fun game you know it, it's not just for the you know uh, you're not you don't have to be a snob to play the game of golf you can go have a good time you can have a few drinks you can hang out with the guys you can talk some smack uh, it's becoming one of those evolving things and i know there's some people who will say uh, guys, where have you been? Golf and alcohol and golf and betting, those have existed together for a very Which long period true. of time. Yeah. And, and I get that, but a lot of times it was you know older people that were doing it. Now it's people in their early, mid, and late 20s that are just obsessed with yep. the game. So what's interesting to me as well is, is I, I just mentioned the stat, and I'm going to give you another st- you know, stat here in a second. But Boy, you did a the, lot of the, research the on that. I feel underprepared. <laughs> Actually, I didn't. I literally looked this up as we were basically talking. <laughs> Don't give away our secrets. Um, Come on. But the, so if the numbers are showing that, that simulator golf is also leading to more people playing golf outdoors, which, again, is great, here's another one for you, though. So National Golf Foundation research has revealed that Nearly half of all golf simulator participants, 45% to be exact, are non-golfers, right? Which, which once again suggests that's a, a very, um, you know, that, that's grounds for industry growth. And, and I think that, that that's so interesting, too, where if you have half of people who play simulator golf, if basically half of them are not golfers, that shows you right there. That is... Uh, truly a way to grow the game because there's not a, a four-hour, five-hour round outside that you're playing at. Rather, you can go indoors, you can, again, have fun and play golf, and you don't have to uh, you know, be an avid golfer to, to get a group of friends together to go out on a Friday night and go play golf, right? You can have uh, all sorts of people, all ages, all genders, uh, and, and go out and just enjoy uh, some fun, at an indoor simulator, I think that, that that's kind of the, the main theme I'm gauging from this discussion and just from the, the, the extensive research I've done is that, <laughs> is that the simulator industry really does help um, grow the game, which we talk about all the time, as you mentioned. It's, it's great just to find ways to grow the game, and it, it's, it's even over the years, you know, just, just really cool to see how many people go to simulators, how many people, uh, you know, carve out time to, to do both 
go to simulators for fun and go to simulators to to get some work done and get some practice or instruction in. So it really is that that uh, you know one two approach I think where again you can go there for fun or you can go there to actually work on your game. Well, uh, a growing industry and really a hot industry right now is also the mortgage industry, and you know we want to make sure that we uh, spend a little time talking to you about uh, talking to you about our Jeez, friends. How many drinks have you had? <laughs> Boy, man, it might have been a couple of rounds. I don't really know. Uh, our friends over at Hall Financial and you know D Hall and his team have done just an incredible job over the years. We've been friends with them uh, and partners with them actually for many years now. The mortgage industry is absolutely on fire, and they do an excellent job of not fa- you know making you feel like you're a piece of meat, not making you feel like you know you're just another no number out there that they're just trying to flush through the system. No, they truly want to go through the home buying experience with you. Interest rates are incredibly low right now, and it looks like it's going to be that way here uh, for a little while. So again, Hall Financial trying to help out the Metro Detroit golfer out there. They made a separate page just for MDG. That's HallMDG.com. Go to HallMDG.com to find out more. Absolutely. I think that the D Hall has been such a great partner over the years. And, um, you know, I I love hearing from people that have reached out to, to Hall Financial that have gone to hallmdg.com and that have been helped because they, they that's their goal, to really help a lot of golfers, and, and they've been a supporter of MDG since day one. So that's www.hallmdg.com. So one of the stories that came out on Tuesday, and by the way, if you want a little bit more information on this, uh, you can go to MetroDetroitGolfers.com. Uh, Tim Ponser wrote a great piece uh, on the, the biggest news story, I think, so far this week as we look forward to the AT&T uh, Pro-Am out at Pebble Beach. And, and also, by the way, I know Tim, just to, a quick announcement, Tim has been conducting interviews with people on MDG. So Very if, true. if you are someone out there on MDG who is interested in – writing some articles, getting featured, getting published on our website. Please reach out to uh, to Timothy Ponser on Facebook. I call him Tim. I don't know why it's Timothy on Facebook, but <laughs> I see he's shrugging his shoulders as I'm saying that right now. But uh, reach out to Tim Ponser on Facebook, or uh, you can also email MetroDetroitGolfers at gmail.com, and Tim will be in touch with you about writing for our website, and that's what it's about, just more golf content, more long-form pieces, which people have been asking for. No, we're going to be doing more and more of that. And by the way, we just said Tim's name like six times on the podcast. His head is going to be so big walking into the office tomorrow. I mean, this this guy is all about getting his name said and out there within the MDG community. Let's actually but. throw a curveball real quick. Tim, why don't you come take a moment and talk about this, if you wouldn't mind. Plug him in, yeah. Well, plug in. I think you can just hear it right there. So... And, and Tim, you're probably not going to hear yourself. I know you love hearing yourself in there, but... Uh, this is the type of production that you're walking into right so, now. So, uh, Tim Ponser joining us now. How you doing? And, and he is a, uh, a new team member of ours, sure. and, and Tim does some great work, and he, he's been mm-hmm. such Should a big Should we give the full resume? Say, that's I, I mean, we, we need to do like a well, proper introduction, otherwise so he's not going to be happy about t- this. Tim, Tim is doing a ton of account management and, and really t- taking over our content and creative for both Brand25 Media which you can visit at brand25media.com, mm-hmm. and, and also uh, Metro Detroit Golfers. Again, Tim, yeah. if you want to take a moment, just talk about the, the new um, initiative and department you've kind of been heading with people reaching out, wanting to mm-hmm. write on our MDG website uh, some more long-form pieces. No, for sure. I mean, as, uh, as you've said multiple times, uh, Metro Detroit Golfers was kind of to serve as a voice for the community here. Uh, and obviously in the area, uh, kind of fill a void for a state that has the third most courses in the nation. And we've seen, obviously, great feedback, great support, and a great community there. And it's kind of one big forum. But uh, we were looking on our on our website to 
give people a chance to give share some of their thoughts, give opinions. You know, you want to kind of what do you want to say, right? And you're always about empowering the people, right, Mike? You say that all the time, uh, whether it is at Brand Twenty Five or at Metro Detroit Golfers, but especially at MDG, where we're trying to uh, again give members of the community just a chance to to share some thoughts and maybe be in a little bit of different space than it is on the Facebook page. So our uh, our website, again, MetroDetroitGolfers.com. Uh, we've had uh, a lot of people reaching out, but we're doing how that many, this week. How many people have you talked to so far about uh, writing some some pieces? Oh, easily. I mean, e- over a dozens. I mean, people That's are great. just I mean, yeah. coming out. And See, so it's it's awesome. And, and, you know, there's opportunities as well, as we've talked about. We're looking for some interns as well. So, I mean, there's some younger guys that are some out there. Positions, maybe yeah. out of college so. coming out looking for some, some opportunities. I mean, we all kind of come from uh, different areas of commu- it, communication field so we're looking for some people like that and, as well. I'll, and I'll just give you a quick example on, on what what that could entail so today obviously as we were just talking you know there was the the, the news that came out about rangefinders now being allowed yep. on the PGA tour PGA championship and that's an example right there of of certain articles and opinion pieces that we want to be timely with mm-hmm. in longer form pieces of yeah if we have five ten writers from the MDG community who will when something like that breaks be happy to write an article give some opinion and get published on our website and ultimately to the entire MDG community uh, that's really what we're looking for and we encourage you again to reach out oh, to metrotroidgolfers.com or I mean, Tim Ponser Tim, Timothy Ponser on Facebook yeah, I mean that's what people are already doing on our page right they're already sharing their opinion they're giving their thoughts on the latest happenings I think last week you know the Rory's comments on whether or not they should be using different clubs and golf balls in the game uh, you know and limiting the pros Great that was something that. yeah that yeah. was something that a lot of people were talking about on our page as well so we have articles on both of those things and people were really engaging and commenting on that so if you're somebody who's sitting at home and maybe you're working from home you have some time and you're like hey i want to you know be able to or just a chance to show your writing chops i mean uh brand 25 and metro Detroit offers does only have one journalism major on staff so we can always use some <laughs> writing help out there yeah. if uh if if it's the, if available so yeah encourage people to again uh, reach out to me reach out to the page or uh email us at metro Detroit offers <laughs> at gmail look, look at this tr- this guy trying to legitimize himself even more uh, than that's us. all i'm well, ever you know, trying to do these the guys office, uh, these yahoos over here doing the podcast they don't have a journalism degree like me okay uh, and it, I mean, as we all know in the year 2021 a journalism <laughs> degree is very valuable <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Well, at least you're using it in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. So that's good. No, yeah. and, and, and this has been, in all seriousness, a great focus of ours to, to do more, as we keep saying, long-form pieces. I think that, you know, I, I, I always like to, whenever we do anything at our companies, I always like to also think on a very anecdotal level in terms of the average person, right? And, and I do envision a lot of people on MDG, and, and I've gotten messages from people on MDG saying, which, which is great, saying, hey, I just had a cup of coffee on a Sunday morning and I, and I read a couple articles on MetroDetroitGolfers.com. I really enjoyed it. Guys, that's what this is about. All right? And, and, and I know that's anecdotal. That's not necessarily what everyone's going to do. But that right well, there is, is an example of why we're writing more long-form pieces for, for you guys to consume. And, and, and again, as, as Tim, you said, and, and we keep talking about all the time, you know, there is such a massive appetite for golf in this state, mm-hmm. and that's going to continue to be the goal of MDG to provide, um, you know, that space for the Michigan golfer. Well, it, it's funny, too. We, we talk about this all the time, uh, you know, for our clients with, with Brand 25 Media is there are people who are going to consume content on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you know, YouTube, you know, all these different podcasts. I mean, you're going to consume things in so many different ways, shape and form. So we want to make sure that, you know, if you are an MDG or and maybe you don't spend as much time on Facebook, you spend more time on Instagram or maybe you spend more time uh, on Twitter. 
there are ways for you to just simply consume content and find ways to engage and just be informed on things. And, you know, we, we can kind of let the cat out of the bag. We're, we're not going to, uh, you know, get into the details of it today, but we're going to be starting to, you know, up our, our presence on YouTube and, and making sure that we're doing more more videos. And so for people who, yes. you know, prefer to watch things and are more visual learners and just simply seeing things happen as opposed to just us, you know, bloviating here at X-Golf Novi, that is going to be something that we're going to be doing here moving forward as well. So just trying to find ways, again, to reach you guys and just provide great content. And absolutely, Metro Detroit golfers on YouTube, guys. And and honestly, the best way to put it as well is we talk about the website. Just go to MetroDetroitGolfers.com. You can click the social media button, and you can literally click one in, in one click, uh, you know, form go to any social media you choose the instagram's on there the facebook public's on there the facebook private group which obviously is the biggest medium is on there the youtube is the every podcast episode so you know for everyone who who wants to kind of have that one-stop shop and and certainly for heck my parents are not on facebook but i tell them all the time guys go to metrodetroitgolfers.com you can stay updated there with all sorts of content it, even if you're not on Facebook, just make sure you visit the website, browse around. There's a lot of great stuff for you. What is with that generation? My parents aren't on Facebook either. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, you know what? They they're tr- hold true to their guns, <laughs> and uh, you know they, they don't want to be or whatever, and, and, and that's fine. You know? and, but, that, but again, as you said, we give them, we allow anyone, any age. We're going to find you. To, yeah. to consume Metro Detroit golfers sure. however you want yeah, so um, I-, I wanted to make sure, Tim, we appreciate that. And again, oh, no problem. Um, you know, certainly look forward to all the content coming out and, and can't wait to see uh, who else you end up bringing in to, to possibly write for us and-, and do some different things. And, you know, again, going to be looking for interns, going to be lo- looking for people who, you know, have versatile skill sets that think they could offer something to uh, Metro Detroit golfers into brand 25. But kind of doubling back to what we originally were going to get into the whole controversy over the range finders and, you know, the PGA championship is now going to be allowing that to uh, be used in competitive play. I, I, you know, I don't want to sit here and act like I have this big, you know, take on it or, you know, we're going to argue about this or something like that. But to me, one of the biggest skills that you can have as a professional golfer is being able to find the number based on you know notes that you have, based on practice rounds that you Dude, play, get, get with based the technology. on based on. on a tree being over there. No, the the problem is with these pros. Like for us, you know, we need the number as a guidance. We we need the number to just have a general understanding of you know how far right in the bunker we can miss it, um, and, and what distance that'll be, so we can hit that that bunker shot. But for these pros, it, literally. If they know that the number is 118 and they have a wedge in their hand, more times than not, those guys are going to be able to stuff it. They're going to be able to hit that number, whether they yank it 10 feet to the left, 10 feet to the right, whatever it is. From a distant standpoint, they're going to be on it. So I think it takes a strategic element out of the game that I do have an appreciation for. Now go ahead and tell me why I'm stupid. I have an appreciation and just a you know knowing the number because you have to. But if the technology's out there, use a rangefinder. I mean, every I mean, talk about being relatable. The amateur golfer uses rangefinders, so I don't know why the tour isn't. You because know, because those guys know down to the literally which groove on their wedge or groove on their iron, right. which one they need to hit to get that. Like it's just, but it's but amazing. It just, it, to it's me. it's just archaic, is what it is. 
Because if yes but, and but, no. but at the same time, if you're gonna if I'm gonna use your argument against you, what you're saying right now is that they're gonna know regardless. So if they're gonna know whether it's one eighteen uh, walking it off or one eighteen on the rangefinder, why doesn't even matter? See you, you know that that if you had to, because they have to right now, they have to make sure because there's so much money on the line every shot, they have to make sure that those numbers are exact and that they're correct. If you had to do the same, you would find a way, like they all do with their yardage books and walking it off, whatever. As much as possible. You, you would yeah. find a way to get that number to 119 or 120. You would get it down to the actual yard. Yeah. They, they they know, they have that process down. All it's doing is, is you know, going a little quicker, and it's also going to help with pace of play, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that, and that's something that will speed up the game a little bit. No, trust me. I, I know what you mean. I mean, there's been studies done that they've done it on the uh, the Corn Ferry Tour, and it hasn't really led to a huge upgrade in, in pace of play. So who knows if it will actually speed it up. Um, you know, my whole thing is how many times have you heard – I mean, just, just watching this past weekend, you, you heard guys, they'll hit a shot, and they're watching the ball in the air, and they're going, be the number, be the number. You know, because to a certain level, they're still guessing. No, they're not. They're, they're not. they're not guessing. It's an educated guess, though. You know, they don't know, maybe down to the exact yard, what specifically it is. They have a good idea, but they don't know. And I do think that that makes a, a pretty big difference when it comes to uh, professional golf. But either way, obviously, we'd love to hear uh, your guys' thoughts on it again. If you want to check out the article uh, with the details on that, you certainly can go to MetroDetroitGolfers.com. We want to certainly hear uh, and just drive conversation. Certainly comment on that article if you want to go search it out. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the PGA allowing range finders, essentially, to be used in competitive play. Um, real quick here, Mike, before we go ahead and get to uh, the interview with Marlon GC, the head pro here at X-Golf Novi, uh, want to at least take a brief look ahead. We have the AT&T uh, Pro-Am coming up this weekend out at Pebble Beach, and Dustin Johnson, unfortunately, uh, already uh, decided to withdraw from the event, which stinks. Um, but just taking a look at some of the the, the favorites here uh, via DraftKings, um, Patrick yeah. Cantlay, a heavy favorite right now, plus 700 to win the entire tournament. Now, I will say Cantlay, he's been my boy. Um, we've had a very good betting relationship. Um, but, wow. Plus 700. The the next down from that is Daniel Berger and Paul Casey both at plus 1,200. That's a pretty significant favorite in golf because I'm all about the long shot guys. Plus 4,000, plus 2,500, plus 3,000. Um, but Patrick Cantlay coming in at, uh, at the top right there. Uh, a couple of other guys, again, this is all via DraftKings odds just heading into the weekend. Jason Day, plus 1,800, been playing some decent golf, trying to get back from all those injuries. Francesco Molinari, uh, plus 2,000. And Jordan Spieth, who had that the, the lead, uh, you know, was tied for the lead going into the final round, plus 2,200 to win this weekend in Pebble Beach. I was pulling for Spieth. Brooks, obviously, still a great story. Yeah. Happy for him as well. But, man, it, it would be something for Spieth to be able to get that first win coming off that weekend. Yeah, that would, Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and I think that, you know, we talk about DraftKings, too. Those odds are just – I love how quickly they're updated. I love the live betting, the opportunity to cash out. The Super Bowl, I thought that DraftKings did an incredible job with, so make sure you use code MDG when you sign up with that. But, but yeah, I think that, that golf betting, and, and especially as we're previewing more and more tournaments, uh, there, there's truly just so much value you can get on betting golf. You know what I mean by that? Oh, there's yeah. There's so much value you can get betting golf, and, and like you said – it's not like it's just a minus 110 type thing. You're actually getting plus odds if you have an opinion and 
and and truly think someone's going to win. So I love the value standpoint of golf like that as well. By the way, how'd you do in the Super Bowl? Uh, one. I had uh, three different Bucks money line bets. Did you bet on, on Tampa Bay? Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Nice Me money too. line. Didn't Me too. You, forget yeah. the points. I mean, let's let's try so and get you, some value. You there. took my advice. Good. I yeah. I bet on <laughs> well, Tampa Bay too. I, I said for the weeks leading up to that, not to get too far off base, but the weeks leading up to that, KC minus three. Felt too easy. But the I, line, the I line can, didn't I do anything. Other, I know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was all you. Um, I, I appreciate that. Actually, I'll just give you my winnings. Yeah. Does perfect. that work? Yeah. yeah. How about that? No. To your point, really quick. Brooks Kepko was plus four thousand heading into the final round this past weekend uh, to was win he the really? tournament. Plus four thousand. The morning of came all the way back, ended up winning the Waste Management Open. I mean. I'm, I'm sorry, most sports, you Remarkable. cannot get no. those odds. Especially so, on the final day like that. In all seriousness, and we're going to be doing this more and more uh, within MDG, the third round on, on Saturday, final round on Sunday, odds are still at an incredible amount. Um, we'll be putting picks out there, certainly be driving some conversation. But, yeah, to, to your point, DraftKings doing a tremendous job uh, of updating that and, and giving us some great value in the game of golf. All right, so we're here at X-Golf Novi for the, actually, we have the final round of the mixed league uh, wrapping up here uh, on this Tuesday evening when we actually recorded it. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to check out X-Golf Novi, just uh, unbelievable simulators, uh, a great time. And obviously, the timing of it really couldn't be better. And Mike, I know this is what you know you love the most, food and alcohol. Uh, are back, you know, in the state of Michigan. So, yeah, I mean, you can't play golf without alcohol, right? You, you have to have it. Uh, on my watch, you sure can't, absolutely. <laughs> I agree with that. But, no, uh, great to be out here. Love coming out to X-Golf Nova. I appreciate the Barlows, as always, having us out here. And every time I walk into this place, you know, you just feel good. <laughs> what I mean about that is it's almost – it's not even necessarily a confidence or just a, uh, you know – a pick me up, but you just walk in, you're feeling good. You look around there. It's, it's a, a beautiful facility with a ton of simulators. The bar is right there when you walk in and, and uh, you know, it, it's really well laid out. So always enjoy coming here. And, and I think that it's just a really fascinating subject we're getting into today about the simulator industry, about just how golf has changed to a truly a year round sport in terms of cold weather states with simulators so excited to talk about that yeah we touched on that quite a bit to open up the podcast and and honestly with golf being being a a year-round sport now it is important to make sure you're keeping your body right and tight and ready to go and that's of course where our partners at tri-covery massage and flexibility come into play multiple locations actually one here in novi one also in royal oak Kevin, Jeff, the entire team, Maria at, at Tricovery, they do an unbelievable job, and they actually have golf-specific packages to make sure that your body is good to go and rotating and flexible and feeling good on the course. You don't want to be out there on the course being sore and not you know, being mobile, not being able to swing through the golf ball. Check out Tricovery. That's tri-covery.com. Again, locations in Novi and in Royal Oak. Uh, without further ado, want to go ahead and get to uh, the head pro here, at X-Golf Novi, Marlon GC. And uh, Marlon, uh, you and I have known each other actually for a few years now. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's been a little while. It's a pleasure to see you again here uh, at our facility. It's always great having you guys over here. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I want to at least touch on 2020 and what that year was like for you being in the golf industry. Like This, this is what you do on a daily basis. I mean, it, it was a tough year, certainly, for a lot of people. And it was a weird year, don't get me wrong. But it was 
quote-unquote, a great year for golf. Seven million people either started playing the game or picked up the game, you know, for the first time in a long period of time. So in, in your opinion, what was the year like from a, a golf standpoint? It was great for the game of golf itself. Anytime we get this many new people into the game, it's great for everyone who's in the industry itself. Obviously, 2020, rough start, especially before spring got here and everything was shut down, including you know indoor places like us. Golf courses weren't open. Weather wasn't ready to get out there and play. So it was a really rough start to the year. But anyone who got to the golf course when spring started could tell right away that there was a lot of pent-up demand to go out there and hit the links and start smacking that ball around. See, and what's fascinating to me is that with golf simulators, I think that it's um, it really is multi-purpose, meaning I think that you get a lot of people that will come to simulators and, as we jokingly said, Kyle, you'll have fun, you'll have a few drinks, you'll, you'll treat it as a Friday night party when it's cold especially and just go out there and enjoy yourself with friends, which is fantastic, but I do think that the other side of it is... You can truly come to a golf simulator and get on the machine, practice, even if it's just you, and dive into some of the numbers. And I'm sure, I'd love to hear your take on this, that you see a good mix of both, where some people come in just to party, to have fun, have some drinks, have some food. That's great. It's all about alcohol. But other, but other people will also come in and truly get some practice in. Yeah, and we'll also get both. The ones that come in and practice while they drink and take lessons and <laughs> right. enjoy that beer at the same time. We want to keep course conditions, you know, the same to how we practice. Um, but it's definitely really gone crazy and blowing up with technology and how people utilize it. In a controlled environment, you can really learn a lot more about your swing, especially when you get the physical numbers that tell you a lot about what's happening. If you look at the tour now, I remember watching the Masters. DeChambeau was out there on the fairway hitting a second shot. Hits a five iron and doesn't even look at the ball fly. He looks straight down at his track man that he's carrying around with him, <laughs> sitting at the Masters and looking at his data of ball flight and spin rates and all that stuff. Shows that how much technology is really taking over a lot of how these guys approach practice and how they approach the game itself. So that's that's one of the funny things to me because everyone loves to talk about, okay, how far are you hitting the ball? What's the yardage? You know, and all that. When in reality, there are so many other numbers that amateur golfers, you know, idiots like us that go out there and just, you know, smack the ball around a golf course. There's so many other things that you have to be paying attention to. So outside of just how far are you hitting your seven iron? What are some of those things that you actually really can learn from, you know, as, as it pertains to being able to see some of the data? Yeah, so some of the data that I particularly use here a lot in my lessons are spin rate data, especially when we talk about driver, things like that. You can swing 110 miles an hour, and if your spin is off the charts, you'll hit it shorter than someone swinging 100 miles an hour, hitting it the right way. Um, the swing path data, that's always key. So many amateurs fight coming over the top and slicing <laughs> that ball into backyards and trampolines and all that stuff. So when you can get the physical data of how many degrees inside or outside you are with the path, you now have a relation to take to the course to actually try to repeat with it. See, and that, that's awesome to hear because I think that, um, you know, especially as we talk about lessons more too with, with your instruction, of course, and, and I think that a lot of people um, – we talk about changes in golf over the years. I think that is one of the biggest changes that I have seen in my lifetime. Not that I'm so old, but, you know, I'm 27. <laughs> You're not, yeah. When I grew, but, no, here's the thing. When I grew up, and this is not a uh, 
to make me sound old or dated or anything like that because I'm young. But it was very, very simple. If you were a kid, a junior golf or, or you know, someone who wanted a lesson, you would go to the practice tee and you would get a lesson on the driving range from your local pro. And, and, and that's great. And that still exists, obviously. But there truly has been su- such a change into now getting so many indoor lessons where not only is it is it climate controlled, it's great, and, and the results are very accurate, but you definitely get a, a great sense of the numbers for training indoors. Do, do you get, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, do you agree with that assessment of how much the instruction in golf has changed over the years where it's it's not that indoor and technology hasn't been a part of it in the past, but it's even more so and more common now as places like this are far more accessible to far more people. Yeah, the accessibility is a huge part of it. If we had this technology 15 years ago, I'm pretty sure they'd be utilizing it just how (laughs) we are today. It's just as that technology keeps advancing, players are going to take advantage of any niche they can, whether it's technology on simulators or technology and working out and physical fitness and what some of these tour pros are doing now. Um, So it definitely has a huge part of the game, and it's only going to keep growing. You know, home simulators are becoming more and more affordable, more simulator yep. places like that's golf and all around like our Royal Oak location opened up. They're becoming so much more accessible for people to get in and be able to keep swinging in the wintertime and keep everything flowing and moving. So it's definitely uh, going to keep becoming a growing part of the industry. Yeah, truly a craze. I mean, right down to, you know, people getting putting greens in their homes, you know, and, and things like mm-hmm. that. I mean, it is it is truly now a 12-month, uh, you know, sport, even for us who, you know, as we look outside right now, everything's frozen and it looks yeah. disgusting and oh, there's snow everywhere. It, it is remarkable. It's no longer, you know, the, the days of October comes and you put the clubs away and then, you know, April comes and you pull them back out. You know, it, it is something where they're there, they're around, you're constantly doing something, it seems, on a monthly basis. And um, I, I love the fact that, you know, when that first 45-degree day comes, hey, I got somewhere warm, I can still play golf. I don't have to decide if I want to go push some icicles out of the way to go try to play golf for the first time in that, the spring when it oh, breaks. Absolutely. And that's, what's, that's what's fascinating to me as well, where it, it really has gone, in terms of the simulator game, you know, three major areas, in my opinion. It's certainly commercial, right, like like we're sitting right now at X-Golf Novi. It's certainly becoming more and more prevalent at golf courses and country clubs. Who every single country club seems to be installing a simulator, which is great. And then, of course, number three is is the residential market, right? I think that that even when I've had discussions with with people at X Golf before, they've even talked about the X Golf technology, the simulator technology as a whole, and how many more people are starting to actually get simulators in their house, mm-hmm. uh, which is just fascinating to me as well. Correct. That ties into the growing sport, too. I mean, the more people that are getting into it, the more that they want to, as we said, have access to doing it. And when it is a limited season in Michigan, it's great to have that 12-month year now where everyone keeps swinging. And people that keep swinging in the winter and work on it will see benefits come the golf season. They're going to have some good habits going on versus a person dusting his clubs off and just pulling them out of the closet for the first time. The uh, the USGA came out, and again, we're here with the head pro uh, at X-Golf Novi, Marlon GC, and uh, the USGA had some interesting comments not too long ago. Rory McIlroy, I-, I think deservedly so, came out and smacked them around a little bit uh, with what they had to say, but I'd be curious to get your thoughts on the distance debate and what golf can possibly do about changing the ball, changing the equipment, trying to limit how far these guys can hit it, because for the average golfer out there, 
we're trying to just, again, like Rory said, get the ball in the air. We're trying to just play good golf. Please don't take that away from us. <laughs> yeah, they don't need to make the game any tougher than it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's tough enough now. So, I mean, they're basically trying to DeChambeau, you know, the PGA Tour now. Well, the guy made a change. Give him credit. If he can manage to get in the hole quicker than anyone else, so be it. You can't really change what the tour player is doing and not expect the diehard amateur to want to follow 100% into those same protocols. You can't have different golf balls for pros and for amateurs. Next thing you know, you're making a bet on the first tee. Oh, no, you can't play that ball. you got to give me two extra shots. You're playing illegal golf ball that goes farther. So there's no room in the game for that right now. Um, it just needs to be limited in some of the technology, you know, we don't need to keep making balls go farther and farther, but we can't at the same time limit some individuals versus others when it comes to golf because 99% of individuals need the help, not you know being held back in how far they hit the ball. One of the things that uh, you guys focus on here at, at X-Golf Novi is club fittings, and I know that that has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, over the years. And I, I can't tell you how many people uh, have even asked me, you know, this past year, just mentioned to me, man, you know, I finally did a club fitting. It's just, it's unbelievable, you know, how much data is out there. And, you know, I feel like these are going to be the clubs that take my game to the next level. Um, I, I guess, why is it, like, if somebody's thinking about doing it, maybe they haven't experienced it, why is it important, you know, to go through that process and make sure you're getting the equipment that does fit your swing and fit your game the best? Yeah, it definitely is super important to be a consistent golfer. You know, here we fit with Callaway and Cobra golf equipment, and it has become very popular and people buying new equipment. And I think a large part of that is what we talked about earlier, the accessibility to simulators, indoor places. In the past, we all had a driver we judged on a golf course. Well, did it go straight? Did I hit it 10 yards farther than Bob like I normally do? <laughs> but now you come indoors, first time ever you're seeing you're spinning it at 4,500 RPMs. Right. And you know that, holy cow, there's a driver out there now with the same speed that's spinning 2,000. I'm hitting 15 yards farther. So the accessibility to those numbers has really opened a lot of people's eyes to realizing, wow, maybe my equipment is not proper for me maybe it's not helping me out it may look like a pretty ball flight until it plugs in the fairway with the driver <laughs> which is never good no there's no doubt yeah. uh well marlon uh, yeah. obviously we appreciate you uh thank you spending a few minutes with us and and certainly uh you know for all the uh, mdgers out there if you're listening uh you know Look Marlin up. Give X-Golf Novi a call uh, for whatever it may be. You know, if you want to come and just screw around like Sully and have a few drinks and, uh, you know, hit Kyle some balls. Like or... all I do is just drink. <laughs> you know, I, I don't appreciate these passive-aggressive I, I, I'm just uh, saying, like, here. if you come up here, you might see Sully at the bar having a drink, uh, you know, and maybe hit a few balls. But uh, either way, uh, you know, simply. In that order, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ask for Marlin, uh, you know, certainly uh, yes. some lessons. Uh, and obviously, if you are interested in a, a club fitting and seeing the equipment that they have, uh, uh, please feel free to check them out. Yeah, come see me at X-Golf Nova. I uh, could definitely help you out with your game. Promise we'll lead you on the right way and get you ready for the golf season. Thanks for listening to the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and keep giving Sully and Bogey a hard time. Powered by our presenting sponsor, Hall Financial, and also Tri-Covery Massage and Flexibility. 